Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Save Not So. What's going on? Hello, you guys. I'm very... I don't know what the word is. Uh, I mean, I am... There we go. I'm anticipating uh, today's episode because this one's going to be a little different. I think it's going to be just as fruitful and just as amazing. Also, if I sound tired, it's because uh, it's currently 9.17 p.m. <laughs> and... Um, Gosh, I'm a mess. Um, I packed, uh, kind of, because uh, I'm going to Florida tomorrow, and my suitcase is right there, and I'm just making eye contact with it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to mess with you after this. I got to take a shower. My flight's at 4 a.m. tomorrow, uh, so wish a girl luck. <laughs> so I'm just not trying to be uh, overstimulated or stressed right now. God is so good. Jesus. Thank you, God. Today's a good day. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm going to be gone all next week. So I was like, oh, crud, I have to make an episode to post. And I thought this would be the perfect time to do uh, a Q&A and answer some questions that you guys have. And I'm really hyped and excited for this because uh, I picked these um, these out a few days ago and uh definitely don't remember what any of y'all said um so i'm really excited um if you're new hi my name is emmy i'm the host uh of save not soft and i'm so excited that you're here today if you're returning welcome back uh blessed to just know that you guys are here and just always returning and uh again if this is your first time uh this this isn't the normal usually i be having something you know put down that the lord really put on my heart and, and not saying that none of this, uh, isn't ordained by God. It's, it's definitely ordained by God. Um, it's just, uh, this is kind of off the dome and, uh, we're just gonna have a conversation and we're just gonna talk and it's not going to be, uh, scripted at all. So I'm really excited, um, to just hear God talk and what he has to say and how he could give us wisdom and how we can apply it. So I'm so excited. Let's all pray because I desperately need to pray right now. <laughs> so if you could please bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray. Well, first, I just thank you um, for this platform, for the people who continuously show up, and maybe for the new face that that came through. Father God, I pray that uh, your presence is known, your voice is heard. God, I pray you take away my nervousness. <laughs> I pray you give me wisdom, the confidence to speak, and to sharpen my tongue. I pray that you use me as a vessel to lead your people. I pray that the words that come out on, out of my mouth aren't confusing, that they are clear, that they are concise, that they are truly representing you, uh, that I am, am an advocate of your peace, of your love, of your clarity, and of your of your mercy. Um, just, I feel so weak right now, if I'm being honest. Um, so I just pray that in the midst of my weakness, you're strong. And you show up and you just use me who has literally nothing. Um, I, I just pray that you use me fully for your glory. Um, this platform and this podcast is a is a pedestal for you to exalt you, to glorify you, to give you exposure. And I pray that through the words that come out of my mouth and through those who are listening, um, we are just lifting you high and high in praise and in honor you deserve the most respect the most honor father god we thank you for loving us for giving us a word for being close to us for choosing us for loving us 
We love you so much. I pray that you touch the hearts and minds of those who are listening. And I pray that uh, whatever they are coming into this podcast thinking or listening to, I pray that they just walk out with a new revelation and with a takeaway and that uh, you just speak to the lives, Father God. So I'm excited to what you have to say. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I need to drink my tea real quick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. I need to drink my tea. Chamomile and lavender with three Splendas. <laughs> I gotta have the Splendas. I'm not gonna cap. And that's my nighttime tea. You know, I'm getting exhausted just a little, but I think I was gonna do some stuff. So I asked you guys on Instagram uh, what you wanted to know slash ask me. And just to give you a disclaimer, this is my opinion as a woman of God. This is Emmy Moore's opinion. And uh, the words that are coming out of my mouth are my words. I'm not speaking as a collective. I'm speaking from my perspective and from what I've learned uh, walking with Christ. So with that being said, Y'all said so much stuff. Like, there were so many questions y'all asked. It was absolutely insane. Like, I was scrolling, 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 scrolling. So, we got a few um, that we're going to read. And this first one I'm very excited to talk about. And it's, um, how should we approach dating as Christian girls? Okay. Holy Spirit, give me food for thought. (laughs) Because I know what I want to say, but I want the Spirit of the Lord to articulate it. How should we approach dating as Christian girls? I think dating is just really confusing nowadays because dating is basically just like showing interest in somebody without any sort of title whatsoever. So dating is, well, well, because you see even in old times, like dating really wasn't a thing. And if dating was a thing, it was very quick. They dated for a day and then they got married the next. (laughs) So uh, dating is just such a confusing uh, little pool to be in. But when we approach dating, I think even before us as women approach dating, we need to approach the status of our hearts and we need to approach the reality of our heart posture. Because I think there's sometimes instances where we could hop into relationships or we want to go into the dating scene because we have a legitimate need and we want to fill it illegitimately so basically we have a god-shaped hole and we want to shape it with uh, a man who is not shaped like god whatsoever so i really do believe when you first approach dating you first need to approach yourself and you need to have a really good look in the mirror and say you know what what are my intentions of dating and am i ready to commit to somebody and am i even let alone committed to myself can i even hold myself accountable are there things that I need to work on? I need to heal from? And this requires a lot of self-discipline, a lot of discernment, and uh, a lot of self-awareness, which I think sometimes uh, a lot of people can lack that. But I truly do believe when it comes to dating, we're not seeing dating work out a whole lot right now, especially in the in the Christian community, because people are too worried about finding their future spouses when they can't even let the Lord be a spouse to them. And what I mean by that is that how do you expect to feel somebody else's love if you can't even feel the Holy Spirit love you? Like, 
I think we go to relationships with this ideology that it's a quick fix um, when it's not. It's a replacement of what God could do for us at times. We could we could idolize relationships. I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm just saying uh, there's a toxicity when it comes to dating. And sometimes we could put um, the pursuit over purpose. And uh, I truly do believe before anyone steps in the dating pool, we need to step into a, a huge reality of what our hearts look like and why we're wanting to be in relationships and let alone what our status with God is. Um, so with that being said, I do think that, uh, after the self-examination, which is a process with God, not just something you do on your own, it's something you ask the Lord permission on. God, am I ready? (laughs) Am I ready to be pursued? Am I ready to date? Am I ready to be in that pool? Because God sees things you don't see and God knows things you don't know. And, uh, we have to trust in God that he is so good and so gracious and that he is so, that he is so intelligent beyond measure that we could trust him in the midst of our indecisive thinking of, Oh, should I be in a relationship? All this stuff. Like if, if, if you don't know if you should be in a relationship or not, pray fast on it. Seek God. Because he may want to give you a yes or a no answer. And uh, if that answer is no, that's okay. Because singleness is so beautiful. Um, singleness is so, so beautiful. Because in your singleness season, God gets to be very jealous with you. And whenever you have kids and a spouse, which is so amazing, um, your time with the Lord can sometimes be limited because you have more responsibility. And, uh, I, I think a lot of people, cause I, I like to listen to a lot of married people. Um, a lot of married people who stand with Christ down the road will say, I wish I took my singleness a lot more seriously. And I think as, as Christians in this like Christian culture that we're in, like marriage is so pushed and rushed, um, to where I've no, I know several people who have been married and divorced because of the of the toxic cycle that we could be put in into idolizing marriage and not appreciating our singleness season and the fact that God wants to be jealous with us and just love us exclusively. Because I think there's so much power in just being with God, like me, myself, and I, and God, him and I. I think that's so powerful. I think it's so beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think there's just so much we should just know and search for in God. And we try to search for those same things in other people. Um, so ask your heart and ask God. And God will give you an answer. Now, if he says yes. Now, this is where we could kind of progress in the question. Uh, and that would be if God says, yeah, OK, you know, let's go on a little dating scene. God told me straight up he don't want me to date right now. So we're on. Um, But to some people, they feel called to date. Um, One, don't be discouraged if you haven't found your person yet. 
Like, don't be discouraged. Because I truly do believe that if God has called you to be in a relationship and to be in a marriage, he going to provide. And his understanding is way more bigger than yours. So just be patient and don't be discouraged and know that God is good. Two, when it comes to approaching dating and how us women should posture, posture ourselves in the dating pool, I'll tell you what not to do <laughs> because uh, I felt like I was a walking what not to do in dating flag. Um, and I think that biggest one is I used to be so, so, so providing and overly dominant. Like I was the independent girl, boss girl. I could do it on my own. You don't got to open my door. Like I got it myself. Like um, I do things on my own. I pay my bills. I got my own money. Like I could pay for our dinner. I can do this and this and that. And there's nothing wrong with like, with being like a woman CEO or being a woman, but like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I was the type though, to where I was so dominant to where I was pursuing like sissy boys. I was pursuing men who were, who were not men. I'm going to just keep it a buck to where they just kind of like, Oh, whatever. they they did not take me seriously. They had no leadership skills whatsoever. They even had the spirit of the Lord even within them. And those were the men I would pursue because I thought I had to pursue those men because of how dominant I was. What I realized is that I didn't need to pursue a man who was submissive. I needed to pursue a man who was way more dominant than me because there was a natural ability that us women have to be submitted. And uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're less than or that we're nothing. It's just that we have a natural desire to be a helper and to be a supporter. And we're still called to be CEOs and girl bosses. You could you could do whatever you want, girl. Career-wise, like, get the bag. But there is such a deep spiritual need for us to be led by a man in a healthy way. And I think a lot of women don't want to admit that. But if us women were, I don't think a lot of women want to admit that they need men because they're like, oh, I don't need a man. I don't need a guy. I got it on my own. But there's a deep spiritual need for us to be submitted. And I think a lot of women would want to be submitted if we were offered men who knew how to lead properly. Because from a woman's perspective, it's like, I'm really only seeing that in the church. And in the world, I'm scared for y'all. Because <laughs> in the world, the men out there, they don't know what the heck they're doing. And it's scary. And I think if a lot of women were approached with men who knew how to lead and uh, it, it was strong in Christ and confident in Christ, um, a lot of women would want to be more submitted. I think uh, the girl boss mentality and this over woman hype thing is, which I believe in equality. I don't believe in, um, um, was it uh, patriarchy or matriarchy? I don't, I don't believe in either of those things. I believe in equality. Um, but this, this whole thing of like women need to be above men is 
so perverted to me because we do absolutely need men and men absolutely need us. And I think once we start competing, um, we start losing sight of how God works in perfect harmony because man and woman, when they come together, that is the best represent representation that you're going to see on this earth of what God looks like (laughs) is when man and women come together. So that's my thoughts. Um, be in a posture to discern if a if a man is able to lead you with the Holy Spirit and uh, wait on the Lord. And something I, I I tell God when it comes to men is like, God, it, I I trust you that if it's meant to be, you'll put it you'll put me on His heart. And uh, if he really does talk to you, <laughs> you'll, you'll tell him what he needs to hear, whoever my future spouse is. So just having that trust in the Lord of, I'm going to wait on you, and I'm going to trust you're going to make a work in the person who's supposed to pursue me. It's a deeper trust that I can wait because I know you're going to provide, and I know that my future spouse speaks to you. So whatever that may look like, I'm here to receive it. Does that make sense? I love that question. That was so good. Um, Next one. Do you have any advice on fasting? How long do you fast for? And what do you eat slash drink? So I didn't start fasting until last year, actually, uh, which is crazy because the first fast that I did uh, was for, thi- for this um, literally was for my podcast and for other things too, but I fasted for a whole month (laughs) and it was absolutely crazy. God broke like so many generational curses and I cried and I wept and I sobbed and it it, it was just like amazing because, uh, basically the whole point of fasting is, um, when you fast, you become more spiritually aware, right? So I'm taking away everything earthly and relying on, spiritual food rather than physical food which is the word of god and i think when it comes to fasting a lot of people um think it's just oh i don't eat but you won't pray or read your word all day like babe that's just a diet (laughs) like that's not fasting that's just a diet babe um so when it comes to fasting my advice is well this is just the true and proper way to like fast fasting when it comes to not eating also needs to be a comp uh, needs to be um, accompanied by prayer and being in God's word because God is going to speak to you and God wants to communicate with you. And if we're not reading scripture and if we are not, uh, there's something on the bottom of my foot, what's going on? Um, if we're not reading scripture, if we're not praying, we're not in a pr- true position to actually listen. So fasting has to come with intention. For sure. So my advice for fasting is uh, is to ask yourself what is my intention, and to dis- and to dissect your thoughts and to put it on the altar, and also to go into fasting with honestly uh, 
no expectations except for the simple matter of the fact that God is going to be good and God is going to do something amazing. And you don't need to know what it is or what it looks like, that you're just there to listen. That we don't need to control the outcome or what anything looks like. Like God's just going to be God and we're going to be good with it. Be very open-minded during your fasting process because you might be fasting for something, but God wants to show you something else. Be very open-minded for sure. Um, there's different fasts you could do. So I've done intermediate fasting. Uh, the one month fast that I did, I want to eat all day until it hit 6 PM or until it got dark outside. Um, which I'm going to do this fast again, uh, starting the fourth. So if y'all want to do that with me, let me know. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really, really, really late. Can't wait. Uh, there's also been times where I didn't eat for three days straight, like nothing, nothing for three days. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's crazy. I've never done the no water thing though. Like I've always drank water. Um, but I was also on Accutane too. So I had to drink water. Um, or, or that would have been really bad. I was on medication, but now I'm not on medication. So I'm, I'm going to pray about it. If God wants me to do like a no food, no water fast, but whoo, that's, that's some crazy stuff. And it's kind of scary, but that's the whole point. Like literally the whole point of fasting is that we're not relying on anything except for God, like anything. And it's, it's kind of crazy to think about, but, um, that's the whole point because I would be scared. Like, Oh God, I'm going to lose all this weight, but God's so much bigger. He's so much bigger. Just be optimistic. No, God's going to restore. And the revelation he's going to give you is way better than not eating for a few days. You'll eat again. You'll eat again. You'll be fine. <laughs> What's this next question? Uh, how do you move on from your worldly life? And how do you let go of your worldly friends? Okay. Let me sip my tea. Just for a quick little second. I need it. Mmm. Mmm. So, so dang good. Okay. How do you move on from your worldly life and how do you let go of your worldly friends? Okay, let me go back to worldly Emmy and what that looks like. Let's first acknowledge that sanctification is a process. Okay. Sanctification being a process, though, is not an excuse to choosing iniquity. <laughs> um, so when it came to me leaving my worldly life, it was a lot of decision making I would like to say a lot of comparison of me putting stuff next to God and, and choosing him every time. Uh, I did do it all at once. It was gradually and God showed me what I needed to give up and what I needed to sacrifice and what was and wasn't glorifying him. Um, but it's a process and, um, you know, I think we need a, uh, there's space for grace for sure. Um, but I, I, I don't acknowledge, uh, I, I don't encourage iniquity whatsoever or sin um, and sinful behaviors. But I do believe that it's a process and everybody starts from somewhere. So when you're you're having that transition from your worldly life to your new walk with Jesus, it's uh, it's really crazy because you start letting go of things that you used to praise. And I started noticing that as I started getting closer to God, 
his will started to become my will. And the things that he, he despised, I started to despise. Smoking was a huge one. Like, uh, like substances. That was like my big one. Um, and also, uh, like indulging in like men and whatnot. I wasn't sleeping around, but I was like, like, like my heart was just after men who sucked. (laughs) Um, and letting go of that was hard. But the whole reason as to why I was able to let that go was because I, I had this, this need for Jesus and this wanting for Jesus. So to move on from your worldly life, I think the answer is pretty simple. Is to just keep pursuing and wanting and needing Christ. And the more you walk towards him, the more you're going to walk away from all that other stuff that you were in bondage with, you know? Um, and how do you let go of your worldly friends? I think that's also another thing that like I left behind, uh, when coming to crisis, I left a lot of people behind. Uh, there were people who were in my circle where I called them like my best friends. They are not my best friends no more. Uh, I even had like someone I thought I was going to marry, like my, my ex soul type, uh, had to move on from him. Like, because I was just looking at Christ. And all of it was just staying behind. And uh, I think sometimes it can be hard to let go of friends. And in my instance, it was because I felt led to disciple them and uh, wanted to bring them through fellowship, but they weren't in a posture to listen. Um, And that was really hard. And also choosing my friends too was really important. Um, And I really didn't believe that like what your friend group who you're surrounded by really says a lot about you at the end of the day. And that's so very true. Um, something I I like to use as an, as an analogy a lot is, you know, I was walking in Christ and I was surrounded by girls who, you know, was throwing it back at the club and going home with guys that they should not go home with. And, people automatically assumed that I was down to do the same things that they were doing, that my friends were doing just based off of association. So that made me think, okay, why do people think I get down like this? Cause I don't do any of that. It's because of the people I'm surrounded by. And an analogy that comes with that is if you see a pack of lions, you're not going to think, Oh, one of them is good. You're just going to see a pack of lions and run the opposite way. Who you hang around, your circle should be a representation of what you believe and who you are as a person. Is it either going to be, you know, some puppies that people want to walk up to (laughs) or some lines that people are going to run away, trembled in fear? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Who you hang around is very, very important and they should represent your values and who you are as a person. And Christ, for sure. Um, so just discerning that. And I don't say this to like only pursue people in the church. Um, I do believe there is a call uh, that we have as Christians to reach people who are lost. And wh- what they say about Jesus, like Jesus sat with the sinners, but he didn't sin with the sinners. It's like we have that same calling. Like we are called to make disciples of all nations, to speak to every nation and to every tribe and to spread the gospel, uh, but to not indulge in their sinful behavior. That yes, we are 
set apart of the world, but yet we are also the salt of the earth. So just having a healthy balance for that, you know? Nice little question. Uh, Do you believe you need to go to church to have faith? Um... I don't believe you gain faith from going to church. I believe church is an amazing tool, um, but I don't believe like actual salvation. You only need to go to church to receive that. I believe, um, I believe church is something that, that is acquired after, um, you find Jesus because God wants to, introduce you now a new member of his family to the rest of his family it's kind of like when you marry someone right it's like okay we got our alone time but it's like now you got to meet my parents and my cousins and my sisters and my brothers and you got to show up to the family reunion and put on the dang t-shirt okay (laughs) uh with the church it's the same thing because this is jesus's bride so i think uh you don't need to go to church to establish faith for the first time but eventually Your family, Jesus's bride, is going to uplift you and encourage you and just exalt you to a higher calling. I really do believe that. Um, And I think if we keep denying church, we're denying the thing that God loves and it's his people. And that would be very prideful for us to keep doing so. It's just like a family. It's just like a family. People in your family are going to hurt you. People in your family are going to love you. But you love them because they're family. This is how it is with God's bride. It's a big, it's a big family. Yeah. Uh, next one. Can a romantic relationship between a believer and a non-believer be sustainable? Hmm. I have like mixed feelings because I believe, uh, I believe as a Christian woman, 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 excuse me, um, I couldn't date someone who wasn't Christian. I'm, I'm too on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, that's not gonna work. But I've seen situations to where people have married one another and one of them was Christian or sorry, they both weren't Christian. And then after a few years of their marriage, one of them ended up converting and then it's like both of them just became Christian. So I do believe like, um, I do believe there's certain situations where God, you know, comes in, but I think it's so toxic that some of us will look at a man be like, Oh, he's so fine, but he's worldly. I can convert him. No, you can't. That's not your job. (laughs) Let him be, (laughs) leave him alone. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, uh oh this one's so beautiful what has been your greatest vision from god oh my gosh this could be a story we're gonna be here for a while oh I'll, I'll say it really short um god gave me a vision and he showed me my future family it was so beautiful and he showed generations of my family being saved even people who are walking on this earth right now giving their life to jesus and, uh, uh, don't cry at me. It's just so beautiful. Um, I feel like God just planted something in me and just touching everybody around me. 
a few days ago, oh, don't cry. It's okay. It's so beautiful. A few days ago, my grandma passed away. And uh, a vision that God gave me was that I was before the throne, all white. And I was kneeling and praising him. And uh, in the middle of it, I look to the right and to the left of me. And I see uh, my Mimi and her mom, which is my grandma I just lost. And uh, uh, and they were bowing before God. And I get up and I look behind me. And even on the side of me, I'm seeing like immediate family members. Like my brothers, my mom, like all at the throne of God, just worshiping. And I look behind me and I see thousands of people. And it, and they were all a part of my lineage. Oh, and, uh, it makes me so emotional because, uh, like I'm pretty much the only one in my family who stepped out in Christ like this. And, uh, my, my grandma passed away a few days ago and, uh, she used to go to church when she was younger. Then she married an atheist (laughs) because, uh, he was a scientist. So she lost her faith. And, uh, right before she passed, she told my Mimi and me and my Mimi are like this. She told my Mimi, uh, she was like, Hey, I need my shoes. And my Mimi was like, what? Like, she was like, mom, like, you, you can't walk. Like you're not going nowhere. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm going I'm ready to walk with the Lord. And man, when I heard that, it felt like an answered prayer. Like I saw, uh, uh, like I just saw, it, it, it's so sad be, because, um, obviously death is never easy, but there's a part of me that feels so much peace. I'm gonna see her and I know it and I don't have to guess it it felt like an answer prayer from the Lord and uh it it, it, yeah it's just awesome that uh he he's just so good he's just so good oh gosh okay Next question. <laughs> Dealing with OCD and oh wait, hello. I hope the audio is picking up. I think it is. De- Dealing with OCD and intrusive thoughts. How do you overcome that? Um Oh no. You guys, this just might have to be um, an audio one, which is totally fine. And this is so good. I don't want to. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. I can't lose it. Um, don't. Yeah, my camera just like totally gave out on me. So it's okay. Um, I think I'm just gonna make this an audio one, and it is what it is. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Dang it! I really wanted to clip it. Father God. I'm taking my camera. If 
Father God, please make a miracle within my SD card and recover this data, Father God. Please, Father God. Oh, it's because execute. Oh. Maybe that's God wanting to end it. <laughs> um, I'm going to end it right here, you guys. I'm going to try to recover this footage. If it doesn't work out, um, I'm going to put out an audio version of this. I'll figure out something for YouTube. And uh, we could just go from there. But uh, yeah, I'm just so blessed and uh, glad you guys were able to sit here and answer these questions with me. They were so interesting. I hope I could recover this data. We shall see. But um, yeah, you guys, I love you so much. Um, and yeah, sorry, this was a little a little messy of an episode if um, it was only audio. But I think there was a lot of good things that were said that I don't want to let go of, you know. Um, I think it's good to talk about it. So uh, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. I love you guys so, so much. And I'll see you next time.